0: And here we go with another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I guess that's what some people call it.
1: I can feel it coming, coming in the air tonight. tonight. Hold, Hold on. on. All right, that's there it. <laughs>
0: okay. And um, that's it. That's our show. That's all you probably wanted to hear anyway. So uh, Yeah, welcome yep. to the podcast. Uh Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Lepak, joining me. Evan, how's your back?
1: It's In some pain.
0: <laughs> Why is it in some pain, man? What's what's going on? I some, know
1: some lower back pain going on. Yeah, my old age.
0: That was your moment to be like, "Well, it hurts from carrying the sports department." Used to be, that was your moment. Well, that'd be the biggest lie ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a funny joke. I would have been like, "Oh, ha ha ha, you're so funny."
1: That'd be disrespectful.
0: No, toward you. I, think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, because I know you wouldn't. You weren't serious.
1: Feels tight right here. Yeah, it's just there's just something going on, man. Maybe I pulled a muscle.
0: You probably pulled a muscle. You have been too much jumping around on Saturday, Sunday. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, sleeping and uh, sleeping at my grandma's house probably didn't help the cause either.
1: Dude, that's what it was. It was the bed, that stiff bed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Go to our Instagram pages if you want to see anything from Saturday night. Uh, we're here to talk about everything else that happened before Saturday night, and then some stuff that happened after Saturday night too. Mostly, we're going to talk about Friday night football, week one. Mm-hmm. We had it; it existed. We have we've had some time to digest it. Uh, for those who weren't following on Friday night or in our Saturday newspaper. Let's just run through the scores first, Friday night's games. Uh, Fairfield 22, Goshen 20 in overtime. Elkhart 33, Concord 0. Northridge 50, South Bend Adams 12. Northwood 31, Jimtown 7. West Noble 33, Central Noble 7. Tippecanoe Valley 26, Wawasee 0. Evan, my question to you, which one of those scores jumps out at you the most?
1: Uh, Good answer. That's tough, man. I mean, you could be maybe a little surprised at all of them. I mean, Northridge is really great offensive input, input, 50 points. I don't know that I necessarily saw that many points coming. Efficiently, too. Yeah, across the board elkhart concord i knew concord i mean they lost a lot of experience a lot of seniors from last year i knew they wouldn't be quite the same but i didn't really expect them to get blown out by elkhart so that was a bit of a surprise
0: 11 sacks for the elkhart defense friday night that's a lot Mm -hmm. you usually get that maybe in a season in high school and they got them in one game
1: and then west noble beating central noble 33 to 7 uh obviously we weren't sure what to expect from West Noble this year but uh, that's a that's a great statement to open the season mm-hmm. for them so I agree. watch out for the Chargers
0: Drew Yates two touchdown passes Seth Pruitt two touchdown runs so a little mm-hmm. balance there as well I believe they held Central Noble to under 100 yards of offense and it was 33 nothing before Central Noble tagged on a late game time you know late game score to avoid the shutout so mm-hmm. yep
1: and then uh, obviously the game you covered was pretty crazy right
0: Fairfield Goshen, um, yeah, crazy is an understatement. I think that was um, it was a weird game in a sense that like Fairfield dominated pretty much the whole way. Like they were in control of the whole game, but they just kept on shooting themselves in the foot. You know, their first drive, they get to like the twenty yard line. They had two straight penalties that pushed them all the way back. It was like a fourth and thirty something. You know, it was ridiculous. Oh nice. And then they had a punt. They had a punt. Um, second possession. You know, they get down to the five yard line, they fumble the ball, goes into the end zone, Goshen recovers for a touchback. You know, their third possession, they returned the kickoff, you know, all the way to the 25 yard line. Two plays later, they fumble. Like, fourth possession, first possession of the second half, they, um, I think they fumbled again. They, like, had three turnovers and a punt on their first four drives that all reached across midfield. So, like, they were moving the ball. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't finish off the drives. And then they finally put it together, end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, and then obviously in overtime, you know their defense made a big stand on the two point conversion that would have forced a second overtime. Uh, Fairfield big win. They hadn't beat Goshen since 2017. Now I I personally believe they would have beaten Goshen in 2020 had they played. Fairfield was eight and zero that year. Uh, The only game they didn't play was Goshen because it was canceled for COVID reasons mm-hmm. so that year Fairfield was a more talented team than Goshen and they probably would have beaten them in 2020 I, I that's just my opinion I, I'm sorry if that offense so it's probably you've already done
1: enough offending people with the hmm. little, little brother comment
0: oh Mark yeah. <laughs> Matt Backer, that's gold right there people are maybe people are upset but hey they are they are little brother in a sense like they are like You know, they're smaller than Goshen. They're not supposed to beat Goshen. Fairfield is not supposed to beat Goshen in football, at least. Maybe other sports, but football? Goshen's supposed to have the bigger kids, more kids, the better talent. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not supposed to be a competitive game. It's been competitive the last three years that they've played it. So, like, Fairfield's right there, and they finally got over the hump. Carter Kitson, 116 yards, three touchdowns, rushing as their quarterback. That triple option death by a thousand paper cuts offense, it's, it was impressive. They ran for like 330 yards, you know. Um,
1: well, how many did they pass for?
0: Five. Well, there you <laughs> they go. passed for five. They <laughs> one for four, five yards. So
1: stick with what you're good at, that triple option. Oh, absolutely. Pick they know what they
0: are. They know what they are. Um, as for Goshen, so. The obvious like concern is like they got manhandled by a smaller team. That's usually not ideal. First week of the season, coach Wagman even said it's really hard to prepare for triple option first week because you're trying to figure out how to line up in your own system, let alone trying to play a triple option, you know, offense which is harder to defend than a normal standard offense. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that was part of it, but they showed some promise with the skill guys. I mean, Gage Worthman looks like a legit wide receiver option for them. Uh, I thought Bechtel played well at times at quarterback. He had some moments of like what iffiness, but like he was good for the most part. They pulled out the the uh, bag of tricks with a trick play. Noah Alford threw a seventy nine yard touchdown pass to Jake Turner. They did things. They did a lot of things well, but man, that like those front five on the O line and the and the front four on the D line, like. You got to get more physical up there, and like maybe that—that's going to probably be their key. It looks like to this season, because if, if people can run on them and then manhandle them, they're going to have no chance. It doesn't matter who you have out there catching the ball or running the ball. You know, if you have no time to make a good pass. You're not gonna, you know, not gonna succeed. So,
1: how's he looking? Run around, Bechtel. He
0: looked good. He looked good. Look, he had a nice. He had a couple big runs in the game. Um When Fairfield tied it, the first possession, Goshen had afterwards, he ripped off like a 35-yard run. It got him to like midfield, and it was like, okay, like Goshen's gonna go down and score here. But the Fairfield defense stepped up, made a play. Um, They got an interception eventually on that drive. It's just, yeah, they they showed they showed signs of like, okay, this this could work, but there was a lot of like, man, they're just getting pushed around. And that that offense, I get it. It's a lot of running, and it wears you down, but. You know, it became a war of attrition by the end of the game, and they weren't Goshen wasn't up to the task for that.
1: It's too bad. It's too too bad.
0: We'll see how they they get New Prairie this week, ranked number seven in the four A polls. So this this is not going to be a nice recovery week probably for the Red Hawks. We'll see. You never know. That's why they play the game, right? All those cliches. Spoiled
1: Fairfield spoiled the the new regime. I know the, the, you know the introduction. It's tough.
0: I know it looked great going into the halftime. Goshen had all the momentum. Fairfield couldn't get out of their own way. It was like, oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna maybe you know win twenty one nothing twenty one seven maybe no. It was like, oh, no. psych. Uh, let's talk about the game you were at. Northwich thirty one, Jimtown seven. Which more were you, like Caden Lone twenty eight, Jimtown seven, because he was everywhere on Friday night.
1: Caden Lone, twenty-eight. Yeah, he uh, started quarterback. There were some questions whether it'd be him or Owen Raider. Obviously, it turned out to be. I think the I mean Caden Lone is the experienced guy. He's the senior, so it makes the most sense. I wasn't that surprised, but he made plays on both sides of the ball. I mean, the first first touchdown of the game. It's a it was a terrible exchange for Jimtown between uh, the quarterback Bishop Williams and the fullback Connor Watts in the backfield. They did not uh, have a great handoff there. The ball bounces, perfect bounce on that turf at Jimtown. There's no Jimtown players around the ball. Caten Loan just right place, right time, scoops it up, and literally just runs all by himself. Maybe a couple Northwood players behind him, 28 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. That was his first TD. But credit to Jimtown. I mean, for the first quarter and a half, they were in it. Like Especially in the first quarter, it was 7-7 at the end. I mean, Sam Garner had a great 43-yard run. That was impressive. They were moving the ball a lot in the first half. They were just stalled because of mistakes or penalties or whatever every once in a while. Um, but I was impressed with the way Jimtown played in the first half. They were down 17-7 to at halftime, but they're in the game. But then in the second half, Northwood, they have more depth, and they really used it to their advantage. Uh, that's what... Gym Town head coach Corey Stoner said after the game they were really worn out. And you could just tell that Jimtown was – they were gassed on both sides because they, they have a bunch of players going both ways. And Northwood was kind of just doing whatever they wanted, whether that was through the air or on the ground. But, yeah, Caden Lone, a couple more touchdowns uh, in the second half. He had a he had a running score, two passing scores, and then that fumble recovery for a touchdown scoop and score. So, yeah, he was, he was very impressive. Um, I was I, – Northwood looks good. I mean, they have they look good on defense, smothering in the second half especially. Did what, whatever they wanted offensively in the second half, and they have a pretty good weapon on special teams. Def, I, I don't Dominic wanna, Defridis. I, I just don't want to say his name wrong, cause yeah, you know me. Defridis. Defridis, forty-eight yard field goal that he made in the first half, which is really impressive. Yeah. Made all his extra points, obviously. So I mean, they're pretty well rounded, and they have the depth. So. That's going to be huge going up against teams later on in the season like Warsaw or Mishawaka, right? You know, so
0: and East Noble this week who they play that's that's a good matchup. That'll be a fun game. Mm-hmm. East Noble's talented. Northwood is pretty good too. Obviously, we've seen that. So that should be fun game this week. We'll talk more about this week's games in a minute, but okay. yeah, that was um, that was an impressive performance by Northwood uh, and uh, Caden Lone. Athlete of the Week nominee. Yeah. Point that out. McLean Miller from Northridge and Carter Kitson from Fairfield, all Athlete of the Week nominees. So there you go.
1: Crazy times. Go vote.
0: Yeah, if it's, you. You might just... be listening to this after the poll closes, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> Looking at these stats, I mean, you, I mean, this is, you can just tell from this. I mean, Northwood had 16 first downs, Jimtown 14 first downs. So I mean, you knew Jimtown was doing some was doing some driving at times. They just didn't close it out. A couple yeah. times they crossed Northwood Northwood's uh, side of the fifty and had to turn it over on uh, down. and so the the drives just stalled. So there's 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 talent there, at Jimtown. They have some pieces, but the offensive line's really young and the depth hurt them. Yeah, you could just on it's Friday a, night
0: not finishing off drives drives that tends to be like a youth thing. More times sometimes you know it's mm-hmm. an experience of you know they can move the ball but they can't finish the drive. So and then I I was impressed with Elkhart. I know Concord really young this coach uh Craig Kaler said they started like eight players on offense that had never played varsity football so that's you know young that's about as young as you can get Mm -hmm. and uh you know 11 sacks I think is reflective of that um Gavin Hauser for Elkhart two rushing touchdowns and then he also had five sacks eight tackles total so he had a pretty good game Mm -hmm. um Rodney Gates, 104 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Elkhart had a lot of big plays in the game, a lot of big runs. Alias Leonard, 63-yard uh, touchdown run at some point, or late in the game. So, it seems like Elkhart's skill players are there, which I, I figured they would be too. Like, when they're coming into the season, it felt like the skill guys are really talented, and they're deep. So, that's a chance to be, like, dangerous in that regard, like Northwood. So... Mm. um and so, Six, yeah.
1: 69 total yards for Concord's offense. Not,
0: not great. Not great.
1: Tough. Minus 15 rushing yards because of all those sacks. I don't know if that's the net. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it'd be way, it'd probably be way more in the negatives if they counted all the sack yardage. But maybe not. I don't know.
0: Well, I think the sacks were like, you know, negative 70, and then the rushing offense was like, you know, 50. So yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Um,. So, yeah, this week, got some fun games on the schedule. The highlight, the main event this week, Northridge at Elkhart. Uh, That's a big matchup. A really intriguing matchup. Evan will be there. Rice Field, home of the Lions. Very excited. Raiders and Lions. Um,
1: Intriguing. Very interested to see. I mean, I just feel like this could be a game that's like 28-24, something something close, like a come-down-the-wire type deal the way – The way they both played in the first week, I mean, that could be an expectation. We'll see, but I hope so. I would like a close game. That'd be fun.
0: I I hope for a close game for your sake as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. That's a matchup. Again, it's really intriguing. Like, Northridge, of course, used to play Elkhart Memorial when Elkhart Memorial existed. They didn't Mm -hmm. play Elkhart Central a lot back in the day so it's kind of like it feels like obviously it's a new matchup because Elkhart's only in it's third year as a school but it feels like a matchup we really don't see it's weird I don't know how else to describe it like this is going to be fun I think and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah Elkhart Elkhart's probably the favorite at home Mm -hmm. bigger bigger roster team but man if we learn anything about Northridge right in the last 12 months like don't underestimate them they're going to have they're going to have a game plan. They're going to be motivated, and they're never going to quit. Like, this team just doesn't quit. So
1: Maybe we give Elkhart the minus three. Yeah, the, just like the, 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 default, the
0: default minus three. Yeah. Home
1: field advantage.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel a little bit about Northwood-East Noble. I'd probably put Northwood minus five, you know, minus six maybe. They should probably beat East Noble, but East Noble whooped uh, Plymouth, which take that for a grain of salt. Plymouth is first, first – uh, new head coach they have a new head coach and East Noble's pretty talented Plymouth coming off an 0-10 year so but they won 51-7 over the Rockies
1: Rockies used to be a great football program
0: they won the NLC in 2019 believe it or not or they were co-NLC champs they had Plymouth had a chance to win the NLC outright in the final week of 2019 and they lost to Northwood like 45-10 it was ridiculous Northwood was like 6 and 3 that year. They weren't even in contention. So Concord and then Concord beat Orsa, so they split it. Mhm. So,
1: The Fighting Andrews.
0: Yep. And then uh, you know, you got you got the Elkhart County rivalry of Concord at Jimtown on Friday night. Two teams coming off tough losses. I really don't know what that game will look like. We're going to find out. I'm going to so,
1: give the edge to Jimtown uh, based off what I saw. So, we'll see. I mean, unless Concord really figures out their offense in the next week.
0: Yeah. And then New Prairie, we mentioned it, New Prairie coming to town. Goshen, 7.30 p.m. game, not 7. 7.30 p.m. start time at Foreman Field, since New Prairie is coming from the central time zone. So, we split the difference there. So, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central start at Foreman Field.
1: New Prairie coming off a big win, right? And a blowout victory.
0: New Prairie. I'm not going to put a line on that one to not to offend uh, the Goshen.
1: Goshen. Goshen's plus ten at home. Is that what it is? Uh, It might be more than that. (laughs) Might be more
0: than that. Um, Well, I'll
1: I'll say plus ten then.
0: We'll go with that. All right, football. We're underway, man. You gotta love it.
1: You do. It's a great time of the year. Yeah. Falls back.
0: We're back. Back 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 back
1: back back. Chris Berman. What? Chris Berman, he isn't, I don't think he's done the, home. is he still doing the Home Run Derby? No. I didn't think so.
0: No, he doesn't do the Home Run Derby anymore.
1: That's why I stopped watching. I'm sure it is. (laughs) Only reason.
0: Uh, Let's kind of go through some of the other fall sports highlights from the week. Um, We'll start in the, well, well, we all have um, coaches polls and stuff in all these sports out now, finally, so we'll run through some rankings um, while we're talking about these sports. Let's Kind of start with the running, the running world. Uh, Northridge once again looking good and both boys and girls cross country. Northridge boys ranked tenth in the first coaches' poll. Uh, they had a second place finish at the New Haven Invite over the weekend. Jackson Miller individually ninth. Grant Flora from West Noble individually eighth in the race. So good showing.
1: Mm-hmm. We love Grant.
0: Grant Flora. Yeah, do we?
1: He's. He's Over good. the last couple of years, he's been rising and rising. Now it's it's, it's coming to a head. This, this is the moment. Year. Yeah, this is the moment. So,
0: uh, girls' cross country, Northridge went fourth at the New Haven Invite. They are 18th in the coaches' poll, so they they're looking good. Tammy Bayless seventh individually. So, uh, once again, Northridge that's kind of been their mo for the last 25 years. Good at cross country, like you know one of the best. Programs historically in this area is Northridge. They're always just re upping. Right. Always re upping. They don't rebuild, they reload.
1: Yeah, they're always reloading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the word. Re upping works too, kind of. Yeah. But I like the sound of reloading more.
0: Yeah. Um, also, individually, uh, Tommy Claxton from Goshen had a nice weekend, week. He won the Goshen invite over at Shanklin Park. And then at the ECA Hokum Carrum run, he was second with Luis Loera. It's a weird race where they do three, uh, one-mile. like It's like a relay race, I guess. You, know,
1: you went to that last year, right?
0: I did go to that last year, yeah. Hogan and Johnston won for Goshen last year. But this team from Valpo, I think, set the new record. So congratulations to them. But Claxton and Loera, they were only like 10 seconds behind. It's an interesting race. I've always wanted to see one of them in person. It's long. It's very long mm-hmm. because they're, it's three... One mile laps, and so it's like, you know, fifteen minutes for twenty minutes for each person to run it mm-hmm. combined. So it's like thirty-five, forty minutes usually, or you know, twenty-five, thirty minutes. It's it's hard. It's hard to sit through it sometimes, but
1: you've sat through it more than once, or just last year,
0: just last year. So it's uh it's interesting. It's like track and cross country coming together, hybrid.
1: I wonder who came up with that. Kind of whoever, setup.
0: whoever Hokum Carum is. Hokum Carum, That's not a person. I don't think that's a name. I was
1: like, "This." I mean, there, it could be a name, but I'm gonna guess that it's not.
0: I don't know where that comes from, but it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. So, oh uh, yeah, Claxton had a good week, and uh, you know him and Luis Loera. I'm confident in their abilities. You know, they're gonna do well. You know, Northwood girls won the Hokum Carum. At ECA. Fourth straight year they've won it. So, congratulations to them. And at ECA duo, the girls' duo, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but they won the race. So, deals. Uh, Shram. Shram. I know one of them was Shram, the girl. Uh, I forgot her first name. You, do you have blocks? Do you have prep roundup from Saturday opened up in there, Evan? He's got his computer. I just Looks bring like my notes. What?
1: Uh, taking a look. Oh, we got Goshen College on here. Look at that.
0: Yeah, I know they're not prep, but that's close enough.
1: That's not close enough.
0: <laughs> I just wanna put him in the roundup because we don't we don't give them a lot of love.
1: Hannah Shram and Sheridan Maxwell.
0: There you go. Hannah Shram. I knew it was Shram. So her brother is really good on the soccer team for ECA who's doing well. So
1: And then Hannah Clyde and Sydney Prankert. Prankert? Prankert yeah. for Northwood was second.
0: Yep. Yep. So, you know, a nice showing for our area teams. So, we've got some, uh, I think the Northwood Invitational is this weekend. And then next Wednesday is the first, or next Tuesday, the 30th, is the first NLC uh, Super Duel.
1: We love the Super Duels, right?
0: At Oxbow Park. (laughs) Yours truly will be there. Um, All right, boys' Tennis, Goshen.
1: (laughs) We have a few teams kind of getting off to a good start this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Excited uh, about them.
0: How about them? They're ranked 30th in the coaches' poll. The last team in the coaches' poll for boys' tennis. They're there. It's all it counts.
1: I was going to say, I didn't realize there's 30 teams. They
0: put 30 it's, in the boys' tennis one. Like yeah. Are they
1: in the receiving votes category? Yeah. No, there's no receiving <laughs> votes.
0: The coaches' polls don't do a receiving votes category. It's just, here's their rankings. So
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, only the AP1. The the girls golf poll does a receiving votes area, but that's the only one that from the coaches poll that I know of that does a receiving votes area. But mm-hmm. uh, and the AP football, high school football one does it too, obviously. But yeah. So, Goshen boys, 6 and 0. They beat Elkhart twice in a 3-day stretch. They beat him Saturday in their own invite, the Goshen invite, and then they beat him Monday in a non-conference match. 6 and 0. So, that's a good start.
1: It's not surprising. I mean, they had a lot of great experience coming back from last year, and, and they, they were great last year. So, are you surprised by this start? No. I'm not.
0: No. Just because I'm talking about them doesn't mean I'm surprised.
1: It's because it's an expectation. It's kind of an expectation. We'll see what things look like when they face some of the other teams, like Northridge, perhaps. They're just getting started. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, Northridge was at the Penn invite over the weekend, and I still don't, didn't get full results on how they did. Hate that. So you're gonna to have to ask Austin Christner when you see him later tonight. Hey, I will. how'd you do on Saturday? So, so yeah. what, we have an updated record.
1: I need that. Re- need those results. They're playing I- Westview. The
0: they're playing Westview tonight, Tuesday night. Should be an interesting matchup. Westview, you know, they haven't played. They only played the one match against East Noble. Yeah, I see that. So they haven't played in a while. They haven't played in a week. So, yeah, they rested. At a minimum, they rested. So get their mind right after the loss. Yeah. So. So it's kind
1: of a bunch of unknowns as far as this matchup tonight with Northridge and Westview. Yeah. So we'll see what happens.
0: A lot of seniors for Northridge, and that's about it. And then Isaiah Hostetler for the Isaiah Hostetler versus uh, Brandon LeCount matchup. Yep. The one singles will be very good.
1: It was good last year, I remember.
0: Yeah. Good time. That'll be a fun match. So that'll be worth the price of admission, which is $0 for tennis, actually. You have to pay to watch it, but it's still. Yeah, worth I would the price. say that's worth the
1: price because yeah. there is no price, mm-hmm. right? Does that make if sense? If there
0: was a price, it'd still be worth it. I think. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And then the fighting Philbruns. Yeah, three and zero. Pretty decent start right. for them.
0: They're three
1: zero. Maybe getting a, getting to uh, get on their new courts here pretty Finally, soon. Finally, maybe
0: they might maybe Thursday against Churubusco, which I've told Churubusco only has three players, so.
1: So it's already a rep.
0: So they're already they pretty much have already won it. Yeah, as long as Fairfield wins on one court, they win.
1: Maybe they they Which pl- I think they will. They plug in JV players or something.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so Fairfield hopefully finally will be playing on their new tennis courts. They were supposed to be ready for last They were supposed to be ready for the spring at a minimum for the girls in the spring and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And Maybe they were supposed to be done by, like, the end of 2021. So they're, like, nine, ten months behind right now.
1: The current courts are just... There's tripping hazards everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) They're, like, not safe.
0: They're, like, we don't even care if... They only have five of the ten courts ready to go, from what I understand, like, the new courts. Mm -hmm. They're, like, fine. We'll play on them. Like, it's way safer and looks better than whatever we're playing on right now. Mm -hmm. It looks like an earthquake hit their current courts...
1: Yeah, bunch of cracks. But speaking of new tennis courts, uh got a chance to look at Bethany Christians. Yeah. Those are really nice. They
0: got the Bruin uh, paw prints on them.
1: Sent you a video. The colors I, nice. The, I, yeah, I know. The Bruin logos in between each tennis court I is a nice the video. touch. It's a nice touch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the soccer soccer facility looks good?
1: Mhm. Yeah, I thought so. Obviously it's not done. That whole athletic complex, but there's a lot of there's been a lot of progress and uh, for such a small school it's really up there as far as the size. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. So. Yeah. Press box is very big. Yeah. Very big press box. <laughs> Their uh, track looks nice too. The track is nice.
0: I remember reading, reading that story Gary Chubb was talking about how they hope they'll be able to they have a really nice track for a small school so like maybe they will host more events.
1: That's the hope. I had blue paint all over my shoes from walking on it. Nice. After I left. Nice. That's fine. Whatever. But yeah, it was cool. Uh, I was I was very impressed with the whole setup. And they still have a lot of things going down. Baseball. They have to finish baseball. They got to build the softball field. There's a, some other soccer fields that they have to finish f- for middle school. JV. Smaller teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, once everything's done sometime next year, it's going to be like wow. I mean, it's still a wow right now. But, you know, I'm sure Gary Chup will... Uh, breathe this sigh of relief once everything's finally done <laughs> yeah
0: maybe they'll do like a special grand ceremony when they for baseball you know when they get that point in March April so yeah it's we'll possible see. we'll see um, speaking we'll just keep the soccer train going there let's actually talk about some of the uh, play on the field that we've seen so far um, we have some rankings updated rankings and the 3A boys poll Elkhart ranked 17th Goshen 20th Elkhart, 2-2. Two and two. Goshen is 1-1-1. One, one and one. So...
1: doesn't make... I mean... To even
0: though Goshen beat Elkhart. By a lot. Yeah, 3 nothing. But Elkhart, you know, they, they've played some tough competition so far. They beat Northridge. Mm-hmm. They beat Columbus East. And they lost to Castle. Number 7, Castle. Um, so they've, they've, their schedule has, you know, been harder... Goshen still play some good teams. Elkhart, of course, beat him in the opener. Then they lost to South Bend St. Joe. They tied South Bend Adams. So maybe should have beat Adams. Maybe should have beat him. St. Joe's a decent team, so not surprised necessarily mm-hmm. by that loss. But yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all for Goshen. <laughs> um, the 1 8 boys poll Westview is number two after two dominant wins. Last week, Westview hosts Goshen and boys' soccer tonight. Should be a good matchup. Mm -hmm. So, talked to Jamie Martin a little bit about it last night. Monday night, I was at the Goshen-Westview girls' game, and Jamie Martin was there with his son, Bodie, supporting the team. Uh, So, yeah.
1: What do you have to say about the potential matchup?
0: He's like, you know, we're not supposed to beat Goshen, you know? They're supposed to beat us, so... We usually play them well for a half, and then they, you know they kind of take over. So if we just play well, we show you know give a respectable showing, like we'll be good with that. So nice. I think Westview is good enough to win. Obviously, personally, yeah. but we'll see. You never know. The the it is it still is a three A versus one A game, and that matters. It, like it it almost shouldn't, but it does. Mm-hmm. So and we saw it last night. Goshen girls. The Goshen girls are a really good team right now. But they beat up on Westview seven two. So
1: yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised by that. Honestly. I was
0: as well. I thought, and I, I don't know if Westview played bad necessarily. It was just like Goshen looks really solid right now. They have a little more experience, like in their defensive side, and that's what's helped a lot. Like Westview starting two new center backs, as Coach Jesse Ward pointed out in my story. If you want mm-hmm. to read that, um, shameless plug. Plug, yeah. So. They're still ranked number seventh in the one uh, A poll. I don't think that loss really affects them, like in terms of like if they're gonna follow the rankings or not uh, next week. Like
1: three A school Goshen's a solid quality three A school on yeah. top of that. So
0: Goshen has outscored their opponents twenty four to two so far in their four games.
1: They just shot it right out of a cannon. Start yeah. the season.
0: We're gonna know a lot about them Thursday. Mr. Walker Marion comes to town. Mm -hmm. Number five in Class Two A, very good team, and then they play Northridge Saturday afternoon, so that's also another big game. It's always a litmus test type game for both teams, right? You know, Northridge girls—they're off to a okay, well, sluggish start, I guess. O three and one, but their losses are Mishawaka Marion was very good, South Bend Adams girls, I believe, are really are solid, and then they lost another game. I forgot who. They played two games on Saturday, this South Bend Invitational, South Bend in St. Joe invitational. Um, but do you have it up? Do you have it pulled up? You're who, looking at me. Who's the team in question? Northridge girls soccer.
1: Let's see if it's here.
0: It is. I know it's in the prep roundup. I wrote about it.
1: I got boys soccer. And I got girls soccer. We got um yeah, OT Indian Invite. They lost mm-hmm. to the South Ben Adams 2-0, tied Valparaiso 1-1, and then dropped a 2-1 decision to Munster.
0: Yeah, so some good teams there. Like, no shame in those results, really. But, you know, you obviously want to win one of them. So, they are all mm-hmm. 0-3-1, but they've played some good teams. So, you know, not ready to write off Northridge yet in girls soccer. Or boys soccer, even, too. Although boys soccer, maybe, you know, room for caution. They haven't scored a goal yet. So, three games, lost 3-0 to Chesterton, 0-0 draw to Penn, and they lost 2-0 to Elkhart. Man. So, um, hmm, I'd be a little nervous about that three games in. It's kind of surprising. Those are really good teams they played. Yeah. I get that, but they're playing Bethany Christian tonight, so they might get their first goal tonight. We'll see. <laughs> but... They're uh, playing
1: on the new turf. The new field, yeah, it's not turf, but it's technically turf, but it's not. Yeah, it's Tur- a grass turf. turf. It's a grass turf. turf. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not gonna make any predictions, but I feel pretty confident that they might score their first goal tonight.
1: Bethany Christian uh, blanked Lakeland Christian on Saturday. Lakeland Christian Academy, <laughs> <Yeah>. LCA, <laughs> three nothing. So. That's, a,
0: that's a Hoosier Plains Conference victory for the Bruins, ranked 14th, by the way, in the 1A voice play I forgot to write that down. So don't sleep
1: on the on the boys' soccer Bruins. Just saying. What? I said don't sleep on the boys' soccer Bruins.
0: And they're in a different sectional than Westview this year. Which, so helped, which helps. Mm-hmm. In theory, both of them will probably be the favorites in their sectionals when we get there. Which means we might see that matchup in the regional, which would be a lot of fun. It would be. Get a couple days to hype it up. Um, volleyball. ECA only had their first loss of the season last night against South Bend Adams. This is like an Adams... Heavy podcast right here. All of our teams are playing South playing Adams. South and beating them. Most of them are winning, except for Northridge. Yeah, girls soccer. Yeah, um, ECA volleyball. Nice start, six and one. Uh, won the Westville Invitational on uh, Saturday, so they're playing well. And you know, we'll see how they progress. Shea Watson, athlete of the week nominee. Big week for her. A lot of kills. A lot of digs.
1: A lot of kills, a lot of digs. He's
0: digging a lot of kills. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was...
1: It appears they've only dropped a couple sets, besides their loss to South Bend Adams, Yeah. obviously.
0: Yeah. They're playing well.
1: Westville, Fremont, West Noble, Laville Fremont twice, actually. they beat Fremont twice, yeah. Lakewood Park Christian. Two different well. invitationals. we got South Bend, South Bend Career Academy going up, and I'm just going to assume that's probably going to be a win.
0: Yeah.
1: But Jimtown... Uh, decent team.
0: Yeah, they got some good decent matchups, types, Jimtown, Goshen. Um I'm really upset they're playing Bethany Christian on a Friday night. I kind of want to go to that, but it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. Football, sorry.
1: They're playing La Lemire.
0: I don't know if La Mir is good at anything yeah. except boys basketball. <laughs> yeah. So, noticed, and girls basketball, like, the top the top uh indie indie uh girls basketball player transferred into Lala Mir this year so she can't be eligible for Miss Basketball that was like a big deal last week hmm yeah well she, she I don't like think
1: Lala Mir is complaining I suppose no she probably but, isn't complaining either maybe she doesn't care about Miss Basketball
0: yeah so um, and then Northwood they had a um, they had an up and down invitational the Penn Invite went 2-2 two two. Hmm. they won they lost they won they lost they are two losses, though, to 4A teams that are very good in Homestead and Penn. So, like, you're not going to be upset with those.
1: I have a good test tonight against Fairfield.
0: Should be a fun matchup. You'll be there. 3-0 Fairfield, 4-2 Northwood in the pit.
1: Is it in the pit?
0: It is in the pit. It
1: is in the pit. Home game.
0: Potential sectional matchup right there. Yeah, easily. With Fairfield going to 3A. So, you have to figure their paths will cross again, barring an upset.
1: Is that your prediction? Are you putting it on um, paper?
0: Not on paper, but it's going to be on audio form. So Over
1: the if, audio waves.
0: People can clip it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, Northwood, it's probably good to go play in these bigger invites. You know, try to get some more matches against higher quality opponents, get them ready for the postseason. Even if they're, you know, 32-3 and three last year record, like, you know, unless they win out, they're going to have more losses probably. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't mind that, though, as long as you're ready to go for, you know, come the second week of October when you're playing in the sectional, right. regional, semi-state, you know, so. Girls golf?
1: We got one team that's really above the rest, right? Yeah. Northridge?
0: This is a Northridge podcast right here, man. They're good at everything right now.
1: I mean, I feel like we've said this before I, in the past. Northridge, man. They're good at everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Northern Lakes Conference. Consistent. Sorry.
1: Cons- I'm just saying they're consistent in multiple sports. I don't know what it is, but they're just fantastic in most sports. Yep. What do you think it is?
0: It's all those... um. Essenhouse,
1: House. Uh, we, we love the Essen House. Chicken. There's something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's
0: something in the, the Essen House chicken and those yeah. rise and roll donuts. I'm telling you. There you go.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're playing well. NLC matches really get going for everyone in girls golf this week. Um, there's the one I'll be at on Thursday: Northridge, Northwood, and Concord. They're playing over at Meadow Valley on Thursday. So. That'll be interesting. That cuz Northridge and Northwood feels like that's the conference. And Warsaw too, but those mm-hmm. the two Norts feel like they're right there. So, Northridge ahead of Northwood right now, but we'll see. You got to you got to play the golf, you know. You never know what can happen when you tee it up.
1: Got to play the 9 holes.
0: Yep. Um so yeah, NLC matches coming up. So, should be interesting to follow all week. Still storylines there. Man. So you can take the lead in the conference.
1: It's busy. We're we're back on the daily grind.
0: I know. A lot more rhythm to the game schedule than the summer schedule.
1: And then next week once Notre Dame football gets into their game weeks, then it's really going to be a lot of rhythm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we are what 10 days away, Ohio State.
1: 11?
0: Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Math is hard. Um, it can be. College football is back this week. Week zero games: Northwestern and Nebraska in Ireland, Vanderbilt at Hawaii. What a game! That's,
1: we have some big time matchups.
0: I am going to. It's only. It, I'm. I'm almost a little disappointed that Vanderbilt at Hawaii starts at 9:30 p.m. Eastern. Like that game needs to be at midnight. I just feel like it's we're missing out.
1: It's a three thirty game, right? Six hour difference. Yeah, it's
0: a three thirty game in Hawaii. I just feel like I like I need to be like half awake watching that game. Like I can't be fully awake watching that game.
1: You'd be like, ah, oh, yes, college football's back. And uh, you're like, as you fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right.
0: I need that. Like at one thirty in the morning, I'm laying on the couch. They're just going into halftime, and I'm like, mm, I'm gonna take a quick halftime snooze, and then wake up at ten a.m. because I just fell asleep. You know. That's what I need in my life.
1: Then you find out you missed a heck of an ending. Yeah. It's like 38-35. to The Rainbow Warriors won the double overtime.
0: Yeah. Um, There was some Notre Dame news, I guess. Um, Patterson, Foskey, first team all. Although Jarrett Patterson, first team AP at center, he's not going to play center this year. He's playing guard, which is fine. He was a center last year. So not surprising in that regard. Mm. And then Isaiah Foskey, D-line, the end, first team. And then Michael Mayer, tight end, second team. And Brandon Joseph, safety, second team. So,
1: all four really solid players that deserve those spots, in my yep. opinion.
0: Jared Patterson, still to be determined if he will play week one against Ohio State with a rolled ankle. He was on a, a little scooter yesterday. I saw a video. Sprained foot. Sprained foot, rolled ankle, same thing. Different. They're in the same area
1: yeah if i if i was betting me i bet he's probably gonna obviously try to suit up and give it a go but it'll just depend how you know effective he is really against yeah. an ohio state defensive line so yeah
0: yeah i think he's gonna he's gonna play but i how
1: how how long right how effective how limited
0: will, yeah how limited will he be is gonna be the question yeah so um yeah, that's pretty much it from Notre Dame. They're pretty much on cruise control, finishing up camp this mm-hmm. week. And then next week, we're into game week, which is crazy. Ohio game State Game prep, game prep. Yeah.
1: And then, Ohio State, the big big day, Saturday, September 3rd, 7.30, ABC. We'll be number, there.
0: Number five versus number two. Yeah, you and I will both be there.
1: Top five matchup. Yep. Somehow, even though it's a top five matchup, Notre Dame is... Uh, Fifteen and a half point underdog. Last time I looked, might have changed by now. I'll take another look, but uh, there are at least two touchdown underdogs. Yep, which seems kind of bizarre.
0: It's Notre Dame, big game. They've gone like this. We we
1: know how it goes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well,
0: and this year, more than almost more than any other year, right now it really feels like it's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and then everyone else. Like. There's a pretty clear gap, I feel like, between the top three and the next 110, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like Notre Dame is fifth, but like, Notre Dame or Ohio State's a really good two. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Notre Dame is like a solid five. So, this sounds like I'm talking about dating. <laughs> Ohio State's a really good two. Like,
1: <laughs> Notre Dame,
0: really solid five. You're so not such upset. Thing as a really good two? No. I don't think so. Not in the Not in dating, I think. No. no. This has gone off the rails. So, if we're going to continue with that theme, we have to talk about the biggest sports news of the week.
1: Hot dog beer guy.
0: The hot dog beer guy. Uh, if you've not seen this video on Twitter, it's really hard to miss it last night. Um, this guy poked holes into the ends of his hot dog and then like to create like a straw. And then he put the hot dog in his beer and he started drinking the beer through the hot dog. Evan what was your initial reaction to that
1: I mean you know like isn't it technically a thing to cook hot dogs and beer sometimes
0: you could put them in like maybe you could put them in like beer water and boil them
1: yeah like you know you're cooking them but on the but you're drinking
0: you're drinking a beer through a hot dog
1: But I'm thinking that's where his mind was at it's like oh yeah this is normal so maybe this seems normal but it wasn't wasn't normal um, yeah. And he wasn't really hiding it and he was just doing it, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. This he guy, was right there. I mean, people were tweeting about it. It was all over the place. Uh, a lot of people were like, right to jail for this guy. I, oh hope, I, hope, uh,
0: <laughs> I hope someone gets a hold of him. I want to lean someone to find this guy and do an interview.
1: I'm sure you are not the first person who thought that. I'm sure oh, he's, he's probably Sports been on some radio, on it. radio stations today. Yeah, honestly,
0: New York radio, Barstool Sports, one of them is probably on it, trying to get this exclusive interview with this guy.
1: So heavy on. Pardon my take.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I just. I'm just perplexed. I was. That was my first reaction. I'm like, does it make the beer taste better? Does it make the hot dog taste better? Like, what is? What is the actual point? That was my first uh, reaction.
1: Two of my least favorite things, beer and hot dogs.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you don't, you don't like either of those.
1: Not much. I'd rather eat a hot dog over drinking a beer, though. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: Well, maybe the next time I'm at like you know, $2 beer night at the South Bend Cubs game, I'll just experiment because I don't want to waste that on an $8 beer. But if, no. like, a $2 beer, I'm at a game, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it.
1: But the hot dog would be, like, 8 bucks.
0: That's fine. I'm only wasting $10 instead of $16, so...
1: Maybe the guy was just trying to go viral. Did it on purpose.
0: Yeah, he knew someone was going to film him. If he, if he spent a long enough time trying to poke the holes in the hot dog, he knew someone yeah. was going to film him.
1: This is, like, the 30th time he's done this this year. Just finally someone, that would be funny, someone <laughs> found him. They're like, oh, there he is. Look at this guy doing this. Yeah. They just now noticed...
0: Okay, anything else from the sports world you want to hit on before we get out of here?
1: I don't think so. I think we've touched on multiple topics that we needed to touch on.
0: Yeah, especially the hot dog beer guy. That was the most important one. We saved the most important topic for the last. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: That should have been the first. Should have let off. We should have. We have an exclusive interview with the (laughs) hot dog beer guy.
0: We could have reenacted it, yeah. All right, well, that was this week's episode of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week recapping week two of the football season, every other fall sport going on as well. Um, Maybe more hot dog and beer analysis. Maybe some some more Goshen College chatter, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So, tune in next week, and we'll have all of that and then some.